It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts. Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker football podcast is a must listen or must watch youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We are killing it this year on our bets on the even money podcast. So check that out. This show, I pretty much just tee up Joe Dolan because I'm a huge Joe Dolan fan. Love the personality, love the knowledge, love the information, love fantasypoints.com. Love that you can get a discount using the code 22FEAST and like that he's the fantasy gangster at FG underscore Dolan. Gangster, let's start with the Cardinals and the Broncos. Gross. Uh, Yeah, Colt McCoy um, is probably, well, not probably, he is going to be the quarterback in this game because um, Kyler Murray's out for the year. Russell Wilson suffered a nasty-looking concussion, so we don't know if he's going to be the quarterback in this game. This is unbelievable. I had to double check the data at fantasypoints.com when I saw this. Colt McCoy's average time to throw this year is 1.25 seconds. Now, to put that in context of how absurdly quick that is, the next closest quarterback with 100 or more dropbacks is P.J. Walker at 2.25 seconds. That's a full second quicker. Arizona is literally like snapping the ball and getting the ball out of Colt McCoy's hands instantly this year, which shows you they don't trust their offensive line worth a damn. And though Denver did trade Bradley Chubb, Denver can still get after the quarterback. This is a good defense. Patrick Sertan could shadow DeAndre Hopkins in this game. I do wonder how much... Arizona will want to put DeAndre Hopkins into the slot to help avoid that matchup because Patrick Sertan does not go into the slot. He almost never goes inside. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins runs 26% of his routes from the slot. And after after Devontae Adams and DJ Moore combined to score three touchdowns on Sertan in weeks 11 and 12, he surrendered just five catches for 41 yards against the Ravens and Chiefs the last two weeks. So he's back to playing at a super high level. Um, but Colt McCoy, I mean, there. this is like a no-read passing game. Like, Colt McCoy, they're telling him this is where you're going, or he's at least determining where he's going before the snap uh, of this offense. It's it's a broken offense. We understand that. Um, McCoy's executed it about as well as he possibly could, but it, it, the, it the Cardinals are – they're not a fantasy cross-off team because James Conner and DeAndre Hopkins are doing really good things, but this is a really tough matchup for for the Cardinals. What about the Broncos on offense? Yeah, so we'll see about Russell Wilson, who, uh, I mean, in, in the irony of ironies, was playing as good as he, with the exception of the pick six, is playing as well as he played all year before he went down with the concussion. Um, Brett Rippin, though, based on Russell Wilson's level of play this year, Brett Rippin probably isn't that big of a downgrade for fantasy. But we do have to see the status of Cortland Sutton as it relates to, uh, to Jerry Judy, who was finally their number one receiver last week. Um, Arizona's had injuries in the secondary. Byron Murphy hasn't played in a while. 
So uh, that that is something that is uh, uh, concerning for the Cardinals, regardless of who's the quarterback. It just feels like to me, if you start Jerry Judy, like after this, which you probably have to do, the three catch for 40 yard game is coming. But that was as good as we've seen Jerry Judy play. One of the touchdowns was from Brett Rippon, and it was a seed. I mean, he threw it over the middle, over a couple of defenders. So we know he can get Jerry Judy the football, but let's just see what the status is for Russell Wilson. In the backfield, Mike Boone is out for the season. So this is going to continue to be the Latavius Murray show. I do not have much interest in Marlon Mack at all, despite the long touchdown reception. Joe, what about the Raiders and the Patriots? Patriots offense still is not good. Yeah, and their best player, Ramondre Stevenson, could miss this game. Um, they're they're all, they're going to make changes in the offseason. We know that. Um, the backfield is really interesting to me. Because if Ramondre Stevenson doesn't play, Damian Harris could be back. And then that maybe is maybe that's just the, the obvious play. You play Damian Harris. Kevin Harris, they kind of drafted to be the Damian Harris kind of grinder replacement Pierre Strong they drafted to be the James White type meanwhile Ramondre Stevenson's taken both of those roles for himself this year so it's really hard to see um or or to know which of these guys is going to emerge if Damian Harris is able to play and Ramondre Stevenson is not my preference would be clearly for Pierre Strong who is capable of doing more in the passing game and is the more explosive player so that backfield situation, that breakdown, difficult for me right now, um, given given all the uh, the question marks that we have. But Pierre Strong is my preferred pickup here, um, unless Damian Harris is out there, in which case it would be Damian Harris. And in the passing game, Jacoby Myers didn't play. If he plays, he's really the only guy I'm interested in. Hunter Henry's been getting more involved, but even that meant just three catches for 70 yards last week against the Cardinals. You're right. This Patriot offense, not very good for fantasy in any way, especially if Stevenson's out. What about the Raiders? Well, the Raiders are – well, let's let's see what the status is on um, Darren Waller because if Darren Waller's back, he's certainly somebody who's going to be in the tight end conversation. Outside of that, two-man show, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Um, I don't want to start. I don't want to start Derek Carr against this Patriot defense. The Raiders are as simple as it gets for fantasy. The only question mark I have is what happens if Darren Waller's back on the field this week. Titans are in a in a struggle here, Joe. Now they're seven and six, and they play the Chargers. Interesting game. And this is like if the Chargers are a different team this year. This feels like the game they've got to win. Because this has all the markings of, oh, the Chargers are going to charge her. The Titans are coming off getting destroyed by the Eagles and the Jaguars. Just absolutely blown out. The Chargers just executed a beautiful game plan against Tua Tonga-Vailoa and, and, and Miami. Tennessee does not have a, a, a functional passing game with one exception. I talked about him on last week's podcast, and I continue to like him. And if Traylon Burks can come back this week, all of a sudden, the Titans might have two players in their passing game who can create explosive plays, that being Burks and Chigakonkwo, the rookie tight end, who was a really good pickup and stream last week uh, against the Jaguars. So that can make Tennessee a little harder to defend 
but you know what Tennessee is going to do in this game. The Chargers have been run on all year. They were probably going to get run on by the Dolphins before Jeff Wilson got hurt. He was just starting to get going when when he got hurt. They're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. And if the Chargers can stop Derrick Henry, they're going to win this football game. But they've struggled to stop guys like that all season long. Chargers offensively, Herbert was awesome with Mike Williams back. He was phenomenal. He he played just uh, as good a game as you'll see. The, he has that signature opposite hash to the sideline throw, which, like, I don't even think anybody else attempts. Like, maybe Mahomes and, and, and Allen. But, like, he does that all the time. And Mike, he trusts Mike Williams and Keenan Allen to go get him. This game... This, this game is playing right into the Chargers' hands, okay? They don't want to run the ball. They can't run the ball. The Titans can't stop the pass. Uh, Austin Eckler might have eight rush attempts in this game. And, you know, Austin Eckler has been cashing, rushing unders all season long. I wonder if the books are finally going to bury him this week. because And it doesn't matter for fantasy, by the way, Ross, because he catches a ton of passes every week. So who cares? Like, I mean, yeah, I'd rather my running back catch passes anyway. Um, I'm not showing any props at DraftKings Sportsbook right now on this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Austin Eckler's rushing numbers under 40 yards in this game. Just because wow. I think he, Herbert could throw the ball 50 times and Austin Eckler have eight rush attempts. Tennessee can't stop the pass, and they have an elite run defense. So just drop Herbert back and let your and let your best player cook. Bengals-Bucks, Joe? The Bengals, the injury situation is the one that we've got to watch for Cincinnati um, because T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both are injured. We know um, we know Hunt, Hayden Hurst is already injured. This could be like a 17-target game for Jamar Chase. And there is an injury on defense for Tampa Bay, which is concerning for me as well. Um, Jamel Dean has a toe injury, and it looks like he is going to be uh, they, they called him, I think, week to week. It's not a serious injury, but it's one that could hold him out this week. That would open up plenty of reps for Jamar Chase on Zion McCollum, who's a rookie fifth rounder out of Sam Houston State. He is very talented. And we know what kind of program Sam – Ross, you love FCS football. You know yes, what kind of program Sam Houston State is. But he's still a rookie out of Sam Houston State. Big step up in competition and going against, uh, and going against Jamar Chase – that is a big time uh, step up for for uh, for uh, Zion McCollum. So if Jamel Dean doesn't play in this game, I expect Jamar Chase to be a very very popular player in, on DFS slates. The other thing to point out with with Cincinnati, Joe Mixon looked really good, but the snap shares were what I feared. He played fifty seven percent of the snaps to forty three percent for Samaj P Ryan. That might be closer to an even split than it's been, than it was earlier this season with Pirine's level of play, especially if they need somebody they trust to catch passes with T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd dinged up in this one. So I think Samaj Pirine's a viable flex option. Let's talk Bucks offense. I guess we have to. Ugh. By the way, the uh, I, I mentioned the Colt McCoy uh, get the ball out quick stat. P.J. Walker's number two in that stat. Tom Brady's number three. And as we've seen all year, that doesn't mean that those are that Brady's being decisive. He's just got to get the ball out because the pressure has been getting to him. So there is one thing that could potentially help. 
Trey Hendrickson is dealing with a wrist injury this week. That would be a huge boost to this offense and, and the struggling tackle Donovan Smith, who I don't, I don't know how many times I've ever seen a guy get called for holding on two straight plays that Ross for an offensive lineman. That's got to be as low as it gets. He holds all the time. I hate yeah. watching him. Oh, well, I hate his technique. Just comes across as lazy. Well, he, um, he might get a break this week if Trey Hendrickson can't play. So, um, that offensive line has been a big problem for Tampa Bay. Um, Cincinnati, not an elite pass rush, certainly wouldn't be, uh, would, would be tough if, uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson doesn't play, but with this Buccaneer offense isn't, isn't scoring on anybody right now. So it's really a tough team to watch. Mike Evans is having the worst year of his career. Hey, at least Chris Godwin is producing every week. Um, we know that he's Brady's guy at this stage and Leonard Fournette, by the way, and Rashad white, these guys are like an even split in the backfield, but they're both catching passes. They're both RB twos to me. Sunday night, not not sure how many people would have expected this, Joe. It's a huge game with playoff implications. It's the Commanders hosting the Giants. Good game to open up the bat blue light. There's no better way to watch Sunday night football, Giants, Commanders, than with the pristine, Joe used that last episode word, Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt blue light in your hand. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Commanders, Giants, go Joe. The Giants, I think we've established that they're a well-coached team. But through poor roster construction under Dave Gettleman, and just awful luck with injuries this year for the Giants. It kind of feels like Brian Dable has has kind of wrung every drop of dirty water he possibly could out of this rag. And they are really hitting a rough patch. Meanwhile, the commander's defense has been great. They're going to get Chase Young back, if not this week soon. They're coming off a bye. They're rested up. This does not project well for the Giants with Saquon Barkley dealing with the neck injury. He played a season-low 31% of the snaps against Philadelphia. Um, you know They got the garbage-time touchdown for Richie James. I don't know what that does for you. Darius Slayton, I, I think, predictably did nothing against those outside corners for Philly. It's just a, the, the Giants are a tough watch right now, and... I don't think it's through the fault of Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley or or Brian Dable. I just think this team has kind of accomplished all it could in its current construction. Uh, uh, Daniel Bellinger's dealing with a rib injury, um, and he was a guy who I was anticipating to catch like five or six passes against Philadelphia. He caught three for 19 yards. It, just a I, I this does not strike me as the kind of spot where I'm excited to play my Giants. What about your commanders? Well, here's what I think about the commanders. The last game was against the Giants. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson combined to run for 135 yards in that game. Miles Sanders just crushed them on the ground last week. I expect the Washington commanders are going to do just that. They're going to come out. They're going to run the football with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I prefer Robinson because they prefer Robinson. Um, Gibson 
needs to do more in the passing game. And actually, Robinson's been eating into some of his work there. But I do like both backs as viable starts this week. Terry McLaurin was great uh, against the Giants for going for 105 yards and a touchdown. Jahan Dotson scored. We know um, both. So that's now two straight games, by the way, where the Giants' defense has surrendered a touchdown pass to each of uh, to each of their opponents' top two perimeter wide receivers. They gave one up to uh, they gave one up to uh, AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith last week. So this is a kind of start your commanders if you've got them type of game. The Giants have injuries in the secondary. Uh, we'll see about Leonard Williams, who was a huge loss for them last week against Philadelphia. I, I'm pretty confident. I mean, far be it for me to be to say Taylor Heineke. You know, he's in a great spot, but I'm pretty confident in the Commanders in this game. And personally, I don't often give betting advice on this show. I do think minus four and a half is a little short in this one. Well, I don't like to hear that. I took the Giants plus four and a half. Oh, all right, Ross. Podcast. I love it. I love it. Let's see what happens. Hey, it's you're a- on the same side as Steve Fezzik, though the professional better. I'm on the other side. How about um how about Monday Night Football? I'm calling that game as well, and it's uh, the Rams at the Packers. Uh, this this is one of those Monday Night games when they scheduled it or uh, in the off season. ESPN was probably like, "Yeah, all right, Week 15, we got we got Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup going to Lambeau, baby. Super Bowl implications, but." They do have the Baker Mayfield storyline. Ross, he threw some dots on that final drive against the Raiders. Like, the best throws that he's made all year. Now, let's pump the brakes a little bit, you know. I'm not going to be, like, super pumped about Baker Mayfield, especially since we know Cooper Cup's not coming back. Sean McVay all but confirmed that this week. But, hey, if you've got, like, Van Jefferson or Skoranek, and you really need a receiver this week, maybe Baker Mayfield gives them some life against Green Bay, a a defense that has really struggled this year, by the way. Cam Akers, viable RB2 flex option just because of the workload he's getting, even if he doesn't look great. Um, Because, again, there's a lot of injuries at the running back spot this week, and you could need need Cam Akers. Um, Baker Mayfield gives them a little bit of life. I am not going to declare him back after one game, though. What about the pack? Uh, Romeo Dobbs, I believe, says he's going to play yes. in this game. And I'm excited to see that because they finally start. They, they really started to trust him before he went down with the high ankle sprain. You remember he caught that touchdown pass. Um, it was in prime time. I think it was in it was in week. It was against the Bills. I thought he caught a touchdown pass that looked. Um, from Aaron Rodgers, and he had four catches for 62 yards in that game. And then the next week, they come out. Uh, I, I might be misremembering, but he comes out, and I believe it was the game uh, where they played the Lions in week nine, and he was targeted on the first play of the game. He caught it, and that's when he picked up the injury. I think that 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 was the timeline. And so we haven't really seen – a healthy Romeo Dobbs and a healthy Christian Watson on the field at the same time. Now, if you have Christian Watson, look, if, if I was sitting at the blackjack table, it kind of feels like you're hitting on 17 and keep getting threes and fours. But man, 
he's an explosive player. They're finding ways to get the ball in his hands. Just ride the hot streak and have fun with it. That's my that's my opinion of Christian Watson right now. I mean, Dobbs does probably change the equation a little bit. Maybe knocks his target share a little bit because Alan Lazard is still there and they're still going to give the ball to both of these running backs. This, by the way, is A.J. Dillon weather, December in Lambeau. But I'm excited to see what Dobbs and Watson look like uh, it, finally in this matchup, maybe giving the Packers a little bit of hope uh, as they as they turn the page to 2023. He is Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you who check us out on YouTube. Love those of you that get the greatest holiday gift ever for a loved one at MyFrontPageStory.com. Hope this week goes well for you guys from a fantasy perspective. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.